time. It is Friday, October 14th, and this is your daily financial news. A couple of quick things to do up front. Congratulate Lincoln and Samira for getting their deal done. Lincoln and Samira, congratulations. Your card will go out in the mail today. Next, we are 73 people away from 39,000. 39,000 is a great number. If you would like to tell everybody you are part of the first 39,000, please subscribe to the video uh, or the channel today. Like, subscribe, comment. Have an amazing Friday. So let's get into the daily financial news. First and foremost, that October 19th event that I'm hosting in Fresno, California, that is being headlined by Pace and Jamil. Looks like you're going to get three, three and a half hours of those gentlemen on stage. If you want to be at that event, my suspicion is you must buy your tickets today or over the weekend or they will be gone. We have already sold over 400 tickets. Folks, the tickets are 27 bucks. You can buy them at reicollaboration.com. If you're going to be there and you're a One Rental at a Time fan, bring your book. I would love to autograph, take some selfies. Let's have some fun. If you're going to be if you're going to be at the event on the 12th, my one rental at a time event or the collaboration event, leave a comment below. I want to know who's coming. I want to know who to see there. Let's take some pictures. Let's uh, let's have some fun together. Next, let's talk about the Fed. I've been thinking about this a lot the last 24 hours. CPI came out hot, came out hot across the board. The jobs number from earlier the week before, hotter than expected. The Fed has already raised rates 300 basis points. Um, There's a lag effect. There's lots of stuff going on. I want to share with you, if you haven't seen already, what was my expectation for the Fed. And then I want to share with you what I'm currently thinking. This is all happening in real time. So first, what was my thoughts? really for the last two months. For the last two months, I thought we would get 75 on November 2nd. I thought we would get 50 on December 14th. I thought we would get 25 at the first meeting next year. And then I thought the Fed would pause. I thought the Fed, hey, would get us to four and a half. Then they would chill. At this point, I haven't completely gotten there yet, but this is what I'm thinking. Let me know what you think of the following. I now think without a doubt we get 75 on November, whatever it is, 13th or 14th. In fact, I think the up the upside might be um, a full 100, but I, I just don't think Powell has the guts. November 2nd, November 2nd, sorry. So we get 75. Then I think we get another 75 in December. That would be five 75 basis point moves in a row. Unheard of. Unheard of. Then I think we're going to get 50 at the first meeting. And then we get 25 at the second meeting of 2023. And then we pause. I think Jerome Powell and his Fed cronies want a stair step like that. That's what I currently believe. So where would this take us? So if this gets us to four and a half, 
This gets us to four and three quarters. Gets us to, oh, five. Ooh, that gets us to five and a quarter. A terminal rate of five and a quarter. I'm not willing to put that out there just yet. But I'm willing to say that four and a half terminal rate is probably not enough. The Fed, the Fed's going to take us to 5%. Will it take us to five and a quarter? Maybe. Maybe. So let me know what you think. Where do you think we go? I'd love to see your guesses on the terminal rate. The terminal rate at five means what? The 10 years at six and a half. The mortgages are at eight. I don't know. This is all, all very, very interesting stuff. So that's what I'm thinking here. What a wild ride for the stock market yesterday. Uh, I believe when we did our daily financial news, I think it was down 500. I think it was down mainly because CPI and inflation proved to be too hot. And then it ended the day up like, I don't know, 900 on the Dow, something like that. First and foremost, very happy I'm not a stock trader because I'd be I'd, my hair would be even more gray. Uh, but uh, wow, what a wild ride. The only thing that I can think of, again, not a stock guy, but going into yesterday, there was a lot of negativity. The put call ratio was really, really bad. There were a lot of people betting on a bad number. I believe they got their bad number. Then they started cashing in their profits. And unfortunately, the one-sided bets were so much that if you didn't get out early, the buying just ended up turning your winner into a loser. Can you imagine calling it right, putting real money on the put side, or you think it's going down, driving to work, turning into your turning on your computer an hour later or whatever it is, and you're and you're losing money? I think that happened to a lot of people who had to close their position out. But yeah, yesterday was a crazy ride. If you have an article that you think explains yesterday's crazy intraday swing, leave a link below. Uh, I'd love to see what other people are thinking. Again, I'm trying to learn and gain experience in the stock market, just like all of you. Banks. So we had bank earnings today. We will go through them. There are four. But I want to recall or remind you of something we talked about last week. I was going to be very interested to see if banks reserved for bad debt. Banks get nervous. Banks reserve for bad debt. Banks lend less. Also, you were seeing banks actually earn interest. JP Morgan has over a trillion dollars of cash. They are earning 3% interest at this Fed over reverse repo every day. It's crazy what is going on. Banks are earning with just letting money sit there. So what do we got? Banks. Uh, JP Morgan, beat top line, beat bottom line. Reserve for bad debt, $808 billion. JP Morgan, Jamie Dimon's not playing around. Jamie Dimon put $808 billion aside for bad debt. Morgan Stanley, missed top line, missed bottom line. Their investment banking was very weak, down 
I did not find a number for reserve for bad debt. I'm sure it's in there, but I did not find it. If you see it out there, let me know. Leave a comment below. I'd love to know how much Morgan Stanley set aside. Citigroup. Citigroup. Uh, uh, Citigroup. Beat top line, beat bottom line. Citigroup put $370 million away. And I might have said $808 billion. I may, I'm at $808 million. My bad. $808 million. I think I said billion. That's crazy. Million. For JP Morgan. Citigroup, 370 million. Wells Fargo, beat top line, beat bottom line. They set aside $784 million for uh, loan losses. So just between JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup, three banks, they set aside, what's that, 1518. Dude, almost almost $2 billion, almost $2 billion in one quarter. Banks are getting nervous. Not only are banks setting aside for reserves, but banks are now reducing credit availability. Credit availability is at a nine-year low, something we've talked about on this channel. There's a lending cycle and a housing cycle. Lenders get scared. Lenders don't lend. That's why when you can borrow, Dion, you go get the money and then you sit on it for a little while. That's an inside joke for the folks that uh, watch the channel. Dion, if you're watching, you know what we're talking about, buddy. Retail sales. Retail sales came out and it was basically flat. Retail sales headline, which includes oil or gas and food, uh, was flat. Expectations were for a growth of 2%. Or 0.2.2%. Core, so X gas, X food, was actually up 0.1, where it was expected to be down. So retail sales, generally speaking, stronger than expected. We are still spending. Kroger. Uh, Kroger is buying Albertsons for $24.6 billion. I believe that is a cash transaction. Can you imagine wiring $24 billion? Woo. Be a little nervous sending that wire. Man, crazy. But again, Kroger, I believe, is so I believe it's Walmart, Kroger, Costco, Albertsons, the top four grocery stores. So number two is buying number four uh, to con to compete with Walmart and Costco better. And then savings. Uh, Americans are burning through their savings. We talked about having $2.3 trillion in excess savings. We are burning through it at a rapid rate. It is not going to get better. Is it? Is it consumers buying airline tickets for Delta and United and American? Are they doing services? Are they just trying to put food on the table, pay rent? It is, it's, it's interesting, right? Re needs versus wants. Protect yourself. Get close to revenue. Beyond Meat is laying off 18% of their workforce. Folks, remember yesterday or the day before? Tree of Fear, Opportunity, right? The Forest of Opportunity. You are going to see people probably talk about Beyond Meat laying off 18%. That is without a doubt a scary, scary number. If you turn it over, you will realize that's about 200 people. 
Not that 200 people is not unfortunate. And if you're one of those 200 people, I feel for you. But there will be people that try to scare you with numbers like 18%. It's roughly 200 people. Right? So that's the kind of stuff going on. At the end of the day, the last thing to talk about is not this Saturday, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, we will be doing our next deep dive. We are going to do our deep dive with Matt, the mortgage guy. You and I are going to understand how to read a mortgage quote, look at it, understand all the fees. We are going to make sure that we are never taken advantage of again. There are lots of people uh, that like to uh, play with the numbers to make it look like a good deal, but it really isn't. We're going to hear about box A and then all the other fixed costs. So I look forward to learning uh, from Matt, the mortgage guy. If you're one of my students, you will see a Zoom invite next week. If you're just a fan of the channel, you will see that video Sunday morning at 9 a.m. right here. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye.